Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Judd with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Receiver, playing quarterback, direct snap, Rodney Smith. Touchdown, Minnesota. Yeah, that was one of a lot of touchdowns last weekend. As the Gophers moved to 6-0 and for the first time since 1949. And I just want to bring, let's bring in Pete Najarian here, first of all. Pete Najarian, former standout Gophers linebacker, NFL player. And uh, if you want to uh, increase your bank account, listen to his advice, too. Just follow him on Twitter. <laughs> So, Pete, you mind if we read an email to you real quick here first? Oh, sure. Why not, Phil? You're the man. Okay, because <laughs> we, um, I, I think this got sent to all of us sometime in the last 24 hours here to uh, to score north. But somebody emailed us and basically said, I'm going to paraphrase this because I can't find the email. He basically said, you guys barely talk any gophers. This probably won't make the air because, you know, why would it? You guys just don't talk enough gophers. Um, and so we just want to clear the clear the room here for a second and say the Gophers are 6-0. and Pete Najarian, this is the the best start that any of us have ever seen in the uh, oh. lives of us as Gophers followers. What do you think of P.J. <laughs> Fleck and the start they're off to? Yeah, the modern era. It's a great... It, it, it's unbelievable. It's something that we talked about a little bit at the State Fair earlier this week, this year when the three of us sat down, and or four of us rather, sat down and we were talking about what, what, what does it really look like? And I think what really stood out for me was, first of all, the scheduling was almost perfect. We don't have Michigan. We don't have Michigan State. We don't have Ohio State. And it all is backloaded. So I think it puts us in a great position to be where we are right now. And then if you look ahead, and you never should do too much of that, especially as far ahead as I'm going to look, but if you look at the next two games with Rutgers and Maryland, based upon what we've seen out of both those two teams so far, uh, it is not something that's too big of a stretch to say, hey, you know what? Going into Penn State, we got a really great potential to be an 8-0 football team. So, uh, But then all of a sudden things do change in a hurry because then the real meat of the schedule really starts to kick in with the next four games with Iowa and Penn State so and Wisconsin, obviously. So um, we don't really know what we've got right now, but I will tell you this. I think that it's a team that every single week has gotten a little bit better. I mean, it would have been awful if we would have lost week one against South Dakota State because, let's be honest, I think they outplayed us. I think if you go back to that game, they deserve to win that game probably more than we did, but we got very fortunate. We were at a home game, and and, and we won the game. And it was a shootout, 28-21. But, you know, since that time, the offense has really held up their end of the bargain, and the defense had not until we got to this Illinois and Nebraska games the last couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden, it seemed as if our defense just turned turned it up a notch or something. I, they really got a far more aggressive, and I think because of that, it makes us look like a pretty dangerous team right now. Eight no, Pete. Bank on it. Eight no. Easy. <laughs> Come on, Rutgers. Hey, Rut- Rutgers might be the worst you. Big Ten team of all time, <laughs> dating at least to the uh, Northwestern Wildcats of your playing days. Well, I got to tell you, you're you're right there. I think you're I think you're right. They don't have a quarterback. They barely have any kind of a running game. There's no reason in the world why we shouldn't beat them unless we just absolutely shoot ourselves in the foot. I think the one game that you don't want to look past is Maryland. Maryland started off the year great. I mean, they have a great offense, new coach. They've got a. It seemed like a new attitude, but then unfortunately, the last few weeks, once they got into the real Big Ten. 
they've sort of circled the drain as well. And I, I, I can't figure out why they're playing as poorly as they are. They started out like the team that they look like. They have a lot of athletes on that team. So if we start looking too far ahead and look past them to Penn State, we might find ourselves in a really, really bad position like we have the last couple of years. And they've run the ball on us the last few years extremely well. we got to be careful about that game. So Pete and Jerry, when we brought Rami in, I don't know, back in January officially uh, earlier this year. <laughs> I love Rami. And he, and he <laughs> Thanks, asked Pete. us. Love you too. He asked us, okay, so Vikings, <laughs> Twins, I'm a basketball guy. I love the Timber Bulls. You know, follow Derrick Rose back in the day. Not as much of a hockey guy and go for football. I don't know anything about Is that going to be a problem? We said, you know, we can easy in on that stuff and go for football like – <laughs> you know, they're probably they're they're going to be okay this year, but who knows? Actually, well, Judd ooh. chuckled and said, "You don't have to worry about that." <laughs> <laughs> guilty, <laughs> guilty, Pete. <laughs> so, so what would you what would you, Pete, say to Rami now that they're six and zero? I mean, how seriously should we take PJ Fleck and this program? Not just this year, but let's say the next two or three years. Yeah, well, I'd honestly answer that, not as a homer, but I would actually say to you guys, have, as, since you guys have been here, before Rodney moved here, but have you ever seen three receivers as good as what we've got right now? No. I, I know my answer is no. Tyler Johnson, Rashad Bateman, Autumn Bell, these guys are unbelievable. They look like the talent that you usually see at maybe a Miami or a Georgia or somewhere other than Minnesota. I mean, I look at these guys and – they look like guys who want to be playing on Sundays and probably have the talent to be playing on Sundays. Then when you look at our running game, I, I, Rodney Smith has been absolutely spectacular, uh, not just because he had 200 yards against Illinois, because who cares against Illinois, but week after week after week, this guy puts up 100-plus yards. He looks like a man amongst boys. He looks like a running back at Ohio State where you just feed him the ball. He's got a big offensive line. He's going to find the holes, and after he gets through those gaping holes, he's going to run over a few guys as well. He likes contact. So I think there's a lot of reasons to be pretty excited. I think this past week, actually, one of the things that stood out for me, guys, there's a couple of guys that I try to work with and mentor that they're, they're, they're want to get into the financial industry one of these days. Blaze Andrus is, a, is an amazing kid to watch on the field. Great academically off the field, but keep an eye on him. They moved him over to right tackle this uh, just for this last game because Falele was out and – I'll tell you what, uh, he plays with an aggression. If you haven't stu- watched number 77 play, he's hitting guys right at the whistle. We used to call, you know, <laughs> the end of whistle shots are always kind of fun, you know, and, it, and he's one of those kind of guys. And if you go back and watch a little bit of the Nebraska game, when we were pushing towards the end zone and, and guys are getting kind of tied up around the two or three yard line, here's a guy who'd run over to the pile and literally move the entire pile into the end zone. I love seeing guys play with that kind of aggressiveness on the offensive side of the ball. And, and I'll tell you, I don't see enough of that oftentimes out of the gopher offensive line, and I love watching him play because he reminds me of a Ray Hitchcock or a Brian Williams or some of the guys who played in the NFL. I think this kid's going to be a guy playing on Sundays as well because he really is kind of that next-level aggressive offensive lineman that I don't think we've had over the last couple of years. All right, Pete, you grew up a golfer fan. You played at the school. You yeah. are you are a few years my senior and I am going to turn 50 on November 13th. I have never I seen I have never seen what I would consider to be true golfer success. So, mm. honestly, how excited mm. as we talk to you right now, 6 and 0 oh, 
probably, almost certainly, unless all hell uh, breaks loose, 8-0. How genuinely excited are, are you about the prospects of this team? On the Pete Najarian scale of excitement, because you're a pretty fired up guy in general, Pete. So, like, on the scale of 10 to 20. But he's realistic, too. <laughs> uh, Pete, Pete's low energy starts at, like, shots higher. Yeah. Right, exactly. All right, Pete. I almost, I almost passed out asking the question, but now you can go ahead and answer. You know, I, I am excited about the Gophers, and I think we all should be. Now, obviously, this will be a huge disappointment if we get to that point where we're all talking about we're 8-0 and then we go and and lay an egg against Penn State. And let's hope that doesn't happen because I think every single week we have improved. Now, if we continue that and we do that against Rutgers and then follow it up against a really talented Maryland team, even though their record is terrible, they've got a lot of talent there. You know, I, I think we could shake things up. I, you know, I don't know how well we line up against a Wisconsin right now. That's the best running back in the country, and I, I think the offensive line is hugely improved from last year, where they had a down year at Wisconsin. But when I look at Iowa, I think they're beatable. Uh, Wisconsin, I think, would be one of the biggest hiccups. Penn State, I'm not so sure. After watching them against Iowa this past week, I know they won the football game. But they were in a dogfight. And so, you know, I don't know that when I look at everything in front of us right now that these games are impossible to win. If we can steal one or two of those games, can you imagine? I mean, it it really is, I think, a possibility. Now, the defense is going to have to step up, and I think they've gotten a little bit better. But, you know, Kamal Martin's been outstanding, I think, as a, a guy who was a quarterback who's now playing linebacker. I think it's an amazing thing. I've never seen anything like that before. There's a defensive lineman, Sam Renner, that I think we all should give a little bit more credit to because here's just a local Minnesota guy who plays with he's, he, he kind of reminds me of Blake Blaze. He, he plays at a next level of aggressiveness where every play he's playing like, you know what, the last play of the game, I want to show everybody what I can do. We've got a lot of guys like that this year, and I, I have to give credit to P.J., the offensive and defensive coordinators, because – I think they really are improving every single week. And and I don't think there's enough credit given to Tanner Morgan, who beginning of the season, none of us thought much of him probably as a quarterback. Every single week, the guy's gotten a little bit better. He had that unreal game against Purdue. But every week, he's played really well. We didn't, he didn't even have to throw the ball this past week because all we had to do is run the ball because we put up so many yards on that Nebraska defense. I don't know what's going on in Nebraska, but... They don't deserve to wear black shirts anymore down there. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's one thing we talked about yesterday. I mean, this hype about Nebraska getting back to trust the frost test and get back to the old days. I still can't believe that's a thing. Dude, Like you can't get beat as bad as they – you can't start 0-6 last year and start hyping it this year. It's the frost test, dude. Trust the frost test. It's just the frost test. You know, I will say this for Nebraska. Uh, You know, I had a house full of Nebraska kids. My daughter's a Nebraska Cornhusker. She worked with the football team, and I had about eight or ten of them at my house this past weekend. And they were pretty disappointed. But I will tell you this. In year one, Scott Frost really had no opportunity to really get out there and recruit because he was still coaching Central Florida, and they obviously had that undefeated season. So that year is almost a wash. So he's had one great recruiting class, and it was a really, really, I don't know if it was great, a really good recruiting class last year, but that's really his one. So I think that it will take a little bit more time because the previous couple of coaches there really let that, that program drop into the – and I thought he might turn it quicker than he has. And they, they certainly don't look very good, especially the offense and defensive line. They just aren't impressive at all, I don't think, right now. So, 
I think it'll take a little bit of time, but he's recruited well. He he got maybe the best player out of the state last year here in Minnesota when he, the Lakeville South offensive tackle that he got down there. That guy is a man-child who will be somebody we really wish we could have gotten to come to Minnesota, but he's down in Nebraska redshirting right now. So I think that, that there, he's he's starting to move it, but it's a lot to move, I think, in two years. Maybe next year they're going to have a good shot. Pete, uh, you want to you tune up the band for us, Pete? Give us a little... <laughs> Give us a little one, two, three, four. <laughs> That's a nervous laugh if I've ever heard one. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm excited for them, but they, they do have a lot to prove because you look at the schedule, you know what? Uh, South Dakota State, Fresno State, Georgia Southern, yeah, you know, and, the, and the, probably the weaker part of our division so far, but. And we we didn't even have the quarterback and the receiver for Purdue. But you know what? You, you line up and you play who you got to play every single week. And if we keep improving, Penn State might be uh, might be more nervous than you guys think. And I hear all the laughing, but I'll tell you what: Penn State might get pretty interesting if we're eight and zero and we we continue to improve. Yeah, great stuff, Pete Dejerian, friend of the show, and uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll talk to you before that Penn State game preview. Yeah, undefeated or, or after maybe. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yep. All right, we'll Pete. Take care, man. All right, man. Thanks, Take Pete. care, guys. All right, great stuff. Okay. Friend of the show, Pete Najeri, former Gopher, standout linebacker in the Lou Holtz era. And uh, don't yeah, you wish you could have that, that kind of energy? Like, that guy is always on 10. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I see him on Twitter, and, like, the smile on his, like, it's ridiculous. I've never seen anybody with energy like that. Yeah, follow him on Instagram, too, because he's just, like, pumping out positivity and inspirational quotes he's just uh i feel like i'd be cup of coffee in the morning i feel like i'd be sleepy by noon if i had that kind of energy like <laughs> I would, that would be okay <laughs> quarterback successful punishment rami has to bring pete nigerian energy to a full day i'm exhausted right now as well and i just listen to him <laughs> all right when we come back here rami you have you have set up i have a couple conversations for us when we come back jeff rieger from the ticket in detroit is going to join us after we talk with ryan wood of uh the Green Bay Press Gazette and PackersNews.com. I want to see sort of the the view from from both sides of that fiasco last night in Green Bay. And we'll do that after we talk about the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities, Luther Brookdale Toyota and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com, where right now they're it's funny because everybody was mocking me like two weeks ago and I said, Hey, I know that fall just arrived, but winter's just around the corner. It snowed for like I wasn't eight hours on Friday. You. I was telling you basically to shut up. Yeah, I well, didn't want to hear it. Well, maybe you should hear this. Your tires might not be equipped for the wintertime. Thanks. So if you go into Luther Brookdale Toyota, you can buy any three tires for any Toyota and get the fourth one for just a dollar. Get a free battery inspection. And just make sure that you've got the right tires and a battery that's not going to die on you when you've got snow up to your neck here in the Twin Cities. In like a, a good week. idea. Just want to make sure everyone is safe and sound on the roads here in your travels the next few months. You can stop in and see why my family and I have been going to the same place since the 1980s. Uh, it's just the best combination of people, vehicles, now a state-of-the-art new facility that just went up a few years ago. It's like if you took the Rays or the A's and moved them into a new stadium. See uh, all the rewards that they would Roof they would or no rate. roof on that yeah. stadium? There's retractable a, There's roof. a retractable roof. Convertible. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Retractable. Or a, there's a sunroof, actually, is what it is, just like in the RAV4. So check it out, 694 Brooklyn Boulevard, Luther Brookdale Toyota.